Welcome to the Grant Writing and Funding Podcast, where it's all about, you guessed it, grant writing and funding made easy so you can increase capacity, grow funding, and advance your nonprofit or freelance mission. Now, let's hand it over to your host, grants expert and author Holly Rustic, so you can increase your funding and drive impact. Hello, hello, hello. It's Holly Rustic here with Grant Writing and Funding. Thank you so much for stopping by the Grant Writing and Funding Podcast today. And I am here to help you grow capacity, increase funding, and to advance mission. Now that might be the mission of the nonprofit that you work at or with, or the many nonprofits, if you're a freelance grant writer or nonprofit consultant that you work with. All right, today I have in store for you a special episode, and these are the seven myths about grants and freelance writing that you need to know. But before I get there, oh my goodness, I have so many awesome free things coming up for you guys in March. All right, so right around the corner, March 3rd, I'm actually connecting with a Mr. Sean Kosofsky, the nonprofit fixer, as we are hosting a free grant writing master training. So if you wanna check that out and you wanna increase your grant writing skills, then do go to the show notes today, grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 159 to sign up for the March 3rd free uh, master grant training. And that is called Grant Writing 101, Seven Steps to Write Grants Like a Pro. So if you want to increase your grant writing skill and you want to get just a crash course in that, plus a free downloadable, definitely sign up for the masterclass. And the other thing I have coming up, so if you were like, okay, I'm going to get my, my grant writing skills all, all great now uh, from this masterclass, but now I also want to open a freelance grant writing company. Or maybe you're, you've opened one recently and you know, you're still kind of having an issue when you're looking at talking to clients, right? There's always kind of like that nervousness of what are they going to ask me? What types of things, you know, how am I going to respond? Um, all of that that comes into interviews, uh, with prospective nonprofit client leads or those discovery calls that are so popular on Zoom these days. So I will have a free Facebook challenge and that is confidently pitch your freelance grant writing services to nonprofit clients in five days. So from March 8th until the 12th, every day for five days, I'll be doing Facebook Lives and sending out emails so you can get all the information and build up a script and have that script ready for when you go into discovery calls or interviews with nonprofit clients. This is gonna help boost your confidence so much. Oh my gosh, it's gonna make you feel like a rock star going in. All those nerves, all of the, I don't know what they're gonna ask me. Oh, they're always asking me that one question. How, you know, if I can write on commission or whatever and I never know how to respond. We're actually gonna talk about that a little bit today. So it's kind of a sneak peek into that free five day Facebook challenge, five days to confidently pitch your freelance grant writing services to nonprofit clients. So I'll definitely have the link um, in our show notes today for both of those free opportunities for you coming up in March. Once again, on March 3rd, that is the 
master grant writing course, uh, Grant Writing 101, Seven Steps to Write Grants Like a Pro. And that's going to be a live master course that I'm going to be doing with Sean Kosofsky again. And of course, then we also have our other thing coming up March 8th, and that is a free five-day Facebook challenge. We'll be able to go into a private Facebook group, and I will definitely give you um, Facebook Lives every day and emails every day for five days to confidently pitch your freelance grant writing services to nonprofit clients. You're going to love it. All right, guys. So definitely check out grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 159 to be able to register for either or both of those upcoming awesome free opportunities for you to increase your grant writing and funding skills. Once again, grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 159. I can't wait to see you guys at both of those as they will be live. Once again, happening March 3rd for Grant Writing 101, Seven Steps to Write Grants Like a Pro, and March 8th through the 12th, so that's a Monday through a Friday, for the five-day Facebook challenge, five days to confidently pitch your freelance grant writing services to nonprofit clients. So check out grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 159. All right, guys, so as I said, today we're going to have seven great tips for you. We're going to dispel seven major myths. And this is all about grants and about freelance grant writing. So it's definitely for you to listen to if you're a nonprofit leader or if you're an aspiring or current freelance grant writer or nonprofit consultant. Number one, grants are so easy to get. All right, this is the first, one of the first like things I hear a lot of time whenever it comes to grants, right? And this is definitely a myth because if you have been writing grants for a while, you know grants are not that easy to get. But for some reason, either, there's either the myth that grants are so difficult that it's impossible to get, or they're so easy to get that anyone can get them. And why is this, okay, back again to stereotypes, right? Kind of creating these urban myths, is because here's the thing. Do you think nonprofits or businesses are gonna brag about all of the grants they applied for and didn't get? No, <laughs> but can, will they send out press releases and publish all over their social media and their website when they do get grants? Oh yeah, right? So you're seeing all of the grants that are coming in and everybody's getting them is what it feels like to you, right? So they must be super easy to get. But you know, you always hear those things, oh, you know, so-and-so sister's cousin got this grant for to pay off their student loans or whatever it might be, right? This kind of urban myth where, oh, they must be so easy to get. Well, the truth is that grants are competitive. They're not impossible to get at all, right? I've been able to secure lots of grants, but I've also gotten, you know, I haven't gotten every single grant I've written, that's for sure, right? So there's definitely a point here where you say grants are competitive and you have to be prepared to write them. They're not impossible to get, but those funding sources aren't just throwing their money out the window to anyone, anywhere, that just asks for money even to pay off their car, right? They're not doing that. They have priorities and you have to write a grant that fits that certain priority. Otherwise, you're not gonna get that grant funded. So grants are not super easy, but grants are competitive. So that's number one. Number two, grants don't have to be paid back. 
That is the myth, right? Now you're saying, but Holly, isn't that true? All right, so it's kind of true, but here's the thing. Grants may have to be paid back if you don't spend the money the way you said you were going to spend the money. Uh, uh, uh. Yes, this is a disclaimer here, you guys. So if you put together a budget for a grant program and you say you're going to spend, you know, different monies in different categories and you spell out the grant, you know, you're going to buy a vehicle for uh, this program so you can transport clients to services, that sort of thing. And then you take that money, you know, instead, and instead of getting that vehicle, you pay off your student loan right? Let's use that as an example. Now, would you have to pay the money back? It was a grant. I mean, it was just free money. No, you'd have to pay that money back. (laughs) So you can actually, you know, have to pay money back. Yes, you might have to pay money back if you do not spend it the way you said you were going to spend it. Now, here's another little disclaimer in this. Sometimes things change. Let's just look at 2020. Maybe you had gotten grant money awarded to do certain in-person events, and all of a sudden you can't do that anymore. So you might end up spending the money in a different way, getting your virtual um, Zoom set up and all of that sort of thing. You might be approved for that, but you have to first check your program officer so you can send in a modified uh, revision of your budget and ask for permission first. All right, so I always say no matter what, you always ask the program manager, um, so that might be of a federal program or if you're getting money from a foundation, you contact that board and you ask them if you can modify the budget and you give them the reasoning why and you showcase how you're going to spend the money. So in that fact, you know, you might be able to reallocate the money for something because it makes sense, right? Um, But still, first ask for permission. Don't just assume it's free money and you can spend it however you want because that is not the case. So myth number two is grants don't have to be paid back. But the truth of the matter is that sometimes they might have to be paid back if you do not spend the money appropriately. So first contact your program officer or that board of directors and ask for permission to modify the budget with, of course, justification. Myth number three. Grants can cover my personal costs, such as student loans, car payments, etc. All right, this is also a myth. Now, there's also another little disclaimer here, right? And yes, you might say there's a lot of disclaimers to what you're talking about today, Holly. Well, that might be why a lot of these are missed because they're not completely true, right? Um, Now, the thing is, is that no, usually grants aren't gonna pay off someone's student loan or their personal debt, right? That doesn't usually happen because once again, like I had mentioned before, It is in the parameters of the foundation or of the funding source where you're asking for money and you have to align it to their priorities. Now, I don't know of many funding sources that have a direct priority to pay off Jane Ellis's personal debt. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like they don't even know Jane Ellis. They don't have, it's not a mission of theirs or a priority, you know, whoever that might be. And if your name is Jane Ellis, I'm not saying it, you know, it's coming up with a fictitious name. But there you go to see, you know, it's not just, oh, I can just get this paid off with a grant because, you know, of my own personal debt for my own uh, way of moving forward and my own personal choices. Let me tell you, that is your personal responsibility to pay off, okay? So here it is, though. 
Yes, the disclaimer. During the pandemic and even at other times, sometimes grants do pay off certain portions of debt, right? So if you are aligned with a financial uh, literacy foundation and one of the things that they have, uh, you know, is to pay off a certain amount to help you out in your life, you might be able to apply for certain things. Those would be so few and far between. Even for federal uh, student loans, right, there are some like public, um, I think it's called the Public Servant Forgiveness Loan Program. So it operates more almost like a loan where they're paying off for time that you have served. After you work for so many years in a nonprofit, I think it's like 10 years, you can then um, have your student loans wiped out. They will pay for them, right? But you have to submit a lot of forms. You have to do a lot of different, you know, you actually have to put all the documents together and you have to submit it like a grant. So there are specific programs out there that you can definitely tap in to pay off sometimes some of your personal loans, right? Um, but it really has to make sense for the funding priority. And they're few and far between, once again, and there is a lot of footwork that you have to do to get those approved. So on average, moreover, grants usually do not cover your personal debt, okay? All right, so number four, grants are like writing an English paper, right? Grant writing is like writing an English paper. All right, now here's what I get a lot because a lot of people, they think just because they're an English major or a journalism major, um, something like that, they're gonna be naturally great at writing grants. Now, they might, you know, have a little bit more writing ability and enjoy writing, but grant writing and writing other types of writing is very different. So grant writing is very technical, right? So there's a lot of components in grants that ha you have to learn how to do the technical aspect of writing grants. Um, you know, it's not so much spending time on grammar and, you know, that sort of thing than it is to really know how to write to the funding opportunity announcement and how to make sure you're responding to it. I see a lot of English majors want to write these flowery grants and it might be really well written, but on the other hand, I have to say, you're not meeting the criteria of the grant and you're not really responding to it. So you're not showing statistics or those types of things or that, you know, just the type of technical writing that needs to be accomplished through a grant and therefore it's gonna fall flat. It's not gonna score very high. And then it can make you kind of think, oh my gosh, I'm not a good writer, right? And have this imposter syndrome, where that's not the case at all. It's just, it's a different style and technique of writing that you need to learn. So myth number four is definitely gr grants are like writing an English paper. So let's go ahead and make that true. Grants um, are their own specific technical type of writing. All right, so those are four myths about grants. We're now gonna move into three myths about freelance grant writers. Number one, I should work for free. All right, so, well, you know, you probably shouldn't work for free, right? Especially if you're doing this as a full-time thing or as a side hustle to um, definitely uh, get some income. Um, 
Writing grants is definitely something that you can do and you can get paid for, right? It is a special skill, it is a special service that you provide. And if you are doing it, then you're likely having to bring in some experience and skills to the table, right? So those actually are valued. Now, why would I say this is a, a myth, right? I should work for free. Um, it's because a lot of times in the nonprofit world, there is a nonprofit scarcity mindset. And there is a perception maybe that nonprofits don't have any money to hire anyone, and sometimes that's true, right, on how they're set up, um, beginning nonprofits and that sort of thing. But the thing is, is that they shouldn't assume and you shouldn't assume that you cannot charge for your skills, right? This is actually a service. Now, I will say, once again, there's always disclaimers, you know, maybe you're retired, maybe you're not doing this for an income. Maybe you already have an income and a revenue set aside and this is something you want to do on the side as a volunteer role. You know, maybe you serve on a board of directors and this is a part of your service that you want to contribute. And that is absolutely fine. But coming at the point of I should work for free just because, you know, a nonprofit X doesn't have any money, I should have to do it for free, that's a misconception because the thing is is that nonprofits, even though they're startup, eventually will raise money through grants or through fundraising through other types of work and donations, right, that they can do to raise money to pay for these sort of services. Your service can actually be paid for. Number two, I can work on a commission. All right, so what I mean by this is, this is definitely false, but this is a misconception a lot, especially around uh, nonprofits. I've been asked this time and time again um, to say, oh, but can't you just write the grant and then if it gets awarded, you can get a certain percentage of the grant of monies that have been awarded, right? Um, so I've been asked this, like I said, so many times. A lot of people I know, they ask me about this. I even see this published on, you know, when people are looking for grant writers for job opportunities to say they pay on commission. Now, here's the thing. This is unethical. This definitely goes against the standards in the grant writing world. It is against the best practices completely. The other thing is that, especially for federal grants, even many foundation grants, the work that you do before a grant is awarded cannot be paid for according to the grant. So it cannot, like any federal grant, you can't pay for anything before award. And of course, writing the grant is before it gets awarded because you still have to submit it, it gets reviewed and then it gets approved or not, right? So once it's approved, it's approved for certain works that are done in a budget, right? So you cannot charge for anything that was pre-grant award, which includes grant writing. It's just, it's not allowed. It's totally disallowable. So you can't, you know, if a nonprofit asks you that, they say, hey, can't you just write this federal grant or this foundation grant? And, you know, once it gets awarded, you just take a certain percentage, say, no, I can't do that. It's not ethical for one thing. And it's not allowable. You know, we're not going to be able to draw down money for that. And of course, the third reason under that is that it is a product that you are creating. This goes back to that myth number one under freelance grant writing myths. I should work for free, right? You are creating a product. Even if that product that you submit to a grantor does not get awarded, you can use that in the future 
you know, the next time it rolls around, you can get the feedback, you can update it. There's so much work that goes into it. It definitely is a product. You can also submit to other funding sources with that grant proposal or use it as a template or you can use the information that you've um, put into that grant and put it on a website or turn it into a corporation's solicitation letter, those types of things. It can be repurposed. So it definitely is a product. The grant writing is a service, but the grant proposal that you've written is becomes a product. So really as a freelancer, you do services that are turned into products. Definitely you cannot work on commission. Number three, under freelance grant readiness. I can get paid clients when I have no experience writing grants whatsoever. All right, this is also another thing I see a lot. And a lot of people that come to me, they wanna become freelance grant writers and they have no experience. And that's okay, right? Because you kinda do both then. But you really need to be able to get the experience and be able to build your business and then you can really get paying clients, right? Now here's the thing. A lot of people think, oh, grant writing is, you know, there is a huge need for it. That's absolutely true. So there's a huge demand so they can just go out there and pitch their services. Well, they're gonna have a really hard time if they don't have any grant writing experience because a lot of times in those discovery calls, right, those nonprofits are going to ask you what types of grants you've written, how many you've gotten award, awarded, et cetera. So you really have to bring something to the table. So now you're like, but Holly, now I'm stuck between a rock and a hard place because I want to be a freelance grant writer. I want to be able to get grant writing skills, but how can I get them? And you know, if I don't have any opportunity to get them, if you're telling me people won't hire me then. Well, here's the thing, you're probably not gonna wanna hear this, but this is how you can move forward. What about volunteering for three months while you work on grants for a specific nonprofit, but let them know it's only a three month gig until you really get trained and then you can reevaluate your contract with them. Or you might just do it for a certain amount of time and then you'll have the experience and then you can pitch your services to other clients because you will have the experience writing grants. You can even do different types of interns for grant writing um, corporations. And sometimes you might even get paid a nominal stipend, you know, uh, to actually begin grant writing and shadow underneath somebody. So there's definitely different opportunities out there for you, but it is going to be very difficult to get a paying client before you have any grant writing skills. All right, so there are our seven myths today. We had four under grants, and then we had three under freelance grant writing. I'm just gonna wrap those up um, so we can go ahead and sum them up for you today. So number one, grants are easy. Now we know grants are actually competitive, but they're not impossible to get, but they certainly aren't super easy. Number two, grants don't have to be paid back. Well, they don't have to be paid back if you you actually allocate the money correctly and you spend down the money correctly, but they might have to be paid back if you do not spend the money correctly or you don't ask for permission if you modify a budget. Myth number three, grants can cover my personal debt. All right, (laughs) no they can't. They have to be used for a certain purpose and that purpose is of the priority of the foundation or the funding source. Number four, grants are like writing an English paper. Not quite. Grants have their own kind of technical writing and you really need to be trained up to understand how to do that writing. Now let's move into our freelance grant writing myth. Freelance grant writing myth number one. 
I should work for free. Well, no, you should actually get paid for your services if you have the skills and you have the knowledge and you have the experience of doing grant writing. It actually is a in-demand skill that you can actually charge for. Freelance grant writing myth number two, I can work on commission. No, you can't. And now you understand why. Remember, it's unethical, it's not allowable, and it goes against industry standards. Plus, you're creating a product that can be repurposed. And finally, freelance grant writing myth number three. I can get paying clients with no grant writing experience. Well, you might have to do a little bit of voluntary time before you build up your skills for when you, of course, should get paid and should not work for free, right? So the disclaimer to number one under that is, of course, you say, but you're telling me to work for free after you said I shouldn't work for free. Well, sometimes you need to work for free until you get the experience. But once you have the experience, you shouldn't continue to just keep working on for free, right? Um, you should be able to get paid for your skills at that point in time. So there's definitely a time and place for that. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed this session today. Once again, I hope you would join me in the upcoming weeks. First, of course, is March 3rd with Sean Kosofsky, and I will be doing the free masterclass, Grant Writing 101, Seven Steps to Write Grants Like a Pro. So that's definitely for you if you're looking to increase those grant writing skills. Definitely check that out. And of course, if you're interested in becoming a freelance grant writing consultant, or you already are one but want to grow your business, I also have my free five-day Facebook challenge coming up March 8th. So do check out today's show notes for both of those opportunities to increase your grant writing skills and get prepared as a freelance grant writing professional. Go ahead and jump over to grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 159 and I'll have both of those um, free opportunities for you to join. All right, guys, I will see you next week as we continue on in our grant writing and funding journey. And as always, please do give me a shout, holly at grantwritingandfunding.com if you have any grant writing and funding related questions. And if you love the podcast, please do leave a review on iTunes as it does help other people find the podcast. All right, guys, I'll see you next week. Take care.